It's time for High Plains Public Radio's weekly program, Growing on the High Plains. Here's Skip. There's a classic song by the Rolling Stones that says, you can't always get what you want, but if you try sometimes, you just might find you get what you need. That's certainly been my theme song this summer as I search for clues in the case of the mystery melons. I was on the trace of some honeydews, looking for something sweet and sultry. I'd grown cantaloupes for years, along with various watermelons, but I couldn't get the memory of a past melon season out of my head. A six-pack of honeydew plants, bought on a whim in the spring, turned that summer into a deluge of delights from the melon patch. I learned why I had never cared for the chunky green salad bar offerings, hard and tasteless pretenders, when I tasted my first vine-ripened honeydew. Actually, before I cut into the fruit, I knew I was in for a treat because I had studied up on growing honeydews and knew a ripe and ready melon would give to the light pressure on the blossom end. I also knew the melon would release a perfume of sweetness, which was surely a clue to how the honeydew got its name. The reason I had never truly experienced this tasty treat is that honeydews don't travel well when ripe, so they're picked when immature and seldom develop into what the melon was intended— a soft, sweet, and juicy experience that literally melts in your mouth. Having tasted this ambrosial melon, I set about trying to grow my own each year, but found that in our part of the gardening world, finding honeydew plants is akin to searching for the Holy Grail. The plants weren't always available, and by that time in the planting season, it was usually too late to successfully order seeds when I could find them. Some years I had to settle for cantaloupes, a good old standby that I began to think of as boring. I mean, they're so easy to pick, because they slip off the vine when ready, so there's no picking skill required. No pressing, no sniffing, no sense of lugging a trophy melon back from the hunt. This year, I laid out my honeydew patch early and began the search for seeds or plants. There were none to be had, not even in catalogs, and no guarantees of shipments from any of my area sources. My husband took the search to eastern Kansas on a business trip, and returned with a plethora of plants, each bearing the honeydew label and a picture of the prized greenish-whitish globes. The first inkling of something strange came when the tiny melons set on the vine. I noticed they were developing into football shapes rather than round. Then there was the color, as the footballs grew larger and larger and developed definite ridges. As they matured, they seemed to be turning a yellow hue that eventually became downright golden. As the season progressed, I realized I didn't know how to tell when the mystery melons were ripe, bringing on a weekly rite of sacrifice in an effort to know when to pick them. This hit-or-miss method has made me an expert, for I now know that the deeper the yellow color, the riper the melon. I've learned a lot about melons in general this summer in an effort to identify my golden footballs. They look a lot like cassabas, but from everything I've learned about those melons, they don't rank very high on the taste scale. Rather, one learned source suggested they were more like the melons packed in a mesh bag and thrown over the back of a camel when traversing the desert. Lots of fluid, but not much flavor. However, my mystery melons are anything but tasteless. For though they don't give under pressure or emit a smell of sweetness, they taste terrific. Growing on the High Plains is a production of High Plains Public Radio. It's written and narrated by Skip Mancini and produced by the staff at HPPR. To listen to other Growing on the High Plains episodes, visit hppr.org.